0: The unexamined life is not worth living. We cannot change what we cannot see or are unwilling to see. Because it is our belief systems that have the greatest influence on our choices in life, if we don't examine our belief systems to determine if they are congruent with the needs of our changing environment, we remain unconscious. We can't determine the validity or functionality of our beliefs, and sadly, Our personal and collective evolution comes to a halt while our environment demands conscious, intelligent adaptation. This is true today more than ever.
1: Welcome to Living 4D with Paul Cech. Paul's solo cast today is about planning your new year. In this episode, Paul discusses the importance of self-reflection and why examining our past year is essential to effectively planning our new year He shows you how to explore your past year and plan your new year at the level of I, we, and all relationships, and why that is important. Do you have a must-have and a must-not-have list for your new year? If not, Paul will tell you why this is so important to have such a list. He talks about luck and how he defines luck, as well as an effective formula for change and a powerful mindfulness practice to implement change more easily in your life. One of Paul's favorite topics is the unconscious mind, and in this episode, he discusses this and ways we can engage our unconscious mind, including the intelligent use of plant medicines. He'll share with you the 10 essential components to effectively identifying your dream for the new year and how to evaluate your past year and plan your new year by looking carefully into the seven psychophysical themes common to all human beings. Effective goal setting is critical for creating and living your dream for the new year, and Paul will describe techniques for setting goals and manifesting your dream effectively and efficiently. This is a very timely topic, and Paul will talk about why now may be the most important time in the history of man to evaluate your past year, plan your new year, and exemplify honesty, integrity, sovereignty, and freedom to others as you live your dream for the new year. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and a warm review at the top of the show page on Spotify or at the bottom of the show page if you are listening on Apple Podcast. Your opinions matter and your ratings help us to grow, help more people to be healthy, find freedom of body and mind, and to live their dreams. And now here is Paul with Planning Your New Year.
0: Hello, everybody. I'm excited to share many different approaches to planning your new year. In every era, in every land, there's always people caught in chaos while others are creating ways to live their dreams. In this podcast, I'll share methods I've been using for many years in my personal and professional life to consciously evaluate the year just completed and lay the foundation for establishing your dream for the new year. It is my intention to offer you invaluable tools for exploring yourself, your life, your relationships, manifesting your dream, setting goals effectively, and having what you truly want in your life. In this podcast, I will explain with some detail that what we can do for ourselves, we ultimately do as a gift for all we share relationships with and the world as a whole. With that preface, let's get started with our exploration of how to evaluate the year we've just completed and use the knowledge and insights we gain to identify our dream values and goals for the new year and manifest what we desire effectively and efficiently. We all gauge our age, our procession in life through years. As we all know, a year is a unit of time through which we traverse the spring, summer, fall, and winter, and our planet makes one orbit around the sun. We all use terms like, next year I'm going to, or this year I will, or I can't wait for the year I have enough money to relax and enjoy my life. Some of us set goals to begin our year and orient our conscious mind toward achieving key markers or milestones as we progress toward our chief aims. Some of us do not set goals, either because we haven't learned the importance or benefits of doing so, or because we've failed to achieve our goals enough times that we've come to believe that setting goals doesn't help. Those that set goals have a subjective or objective means of creating awareness as to what they are or are not creating relative to the specific dream or objective the goals they aim to fulfill represent. Regardless if your goal is to build a new house or maintain a specific grade point average in high school or college, having goals is a means of directing our conscious awareness to a given creative process or task. If we have no overarching dream for our life in general, and no goals to support our stated dream for the year, we are much more likely to remain unconscious of what we are creating. The challenge of such an approach is that without focusing our conscious awareness on our creative process, we're like a taxi driver without a destination, or a hiker deep in the woods of life without a compass. We also run the risk of becoming something of an automaton, doing the same things over and over, often while complaining that we never seem to have what we want or have enough money or enough time, and that's never a fulfilling way to live. Personally, having been a therapist and life coach to thousands of people, i found that once we do have a clearly stated dream for the year and goals to support it, we're much more likely to be inspired and far less likely to be tired. When we are connected to our dream and our goals, we have a sense of meaning and direction in our lives, and the spirit that feeds our soul flows through us unimpeded. It moves us. From a financial perspective, if we don't have a specific dream to encapsulate the lifestyle we want to live and goals to focus our intentions and actions toward that chief aim, we're left with hope, the hope of being lucky. But as Tony Robbins once stated in a personal development seminar I attended with him, there is no such thing as luck. Luck is labor under correct knowledge. Luck has also been identified as perspiration meeting opportunity. Having a dream and working consistently on realistic goals to facilitate the fulfillment of our dream is exactly how perspiration meets opportunity when it arrives. For example, there's a reason females looking for a partner so often do the work to make themselves beautiful and single men looking for a partner often do the work of getting themselves in shape to prepare for that special opportunity. Before we go on, I feel it's important to mention that if you're having a hard time determining what your dream for the year is or for your life is, one of the wisest things you can do is identify your nightmare. Your nightmare symbolizes the one challenge in your life that is costing you the most time, energy, and is your biggest stressor. Your nightmare may be financial limitations or debt, chronic pain, unresolved relationship challenges, and it may be that you're working at a job that you don't enjoy. Either way, our nightmare symbolizes the greatest impediment to our creativity, our freedom, and is usually where the majority of our energy is entangled. Once we resolve our nightmare, all the energy previously bound up in the stress of the experience is freed, and our life force energy expands, opening the flow of our creative juices once again. Anyone willing to address their nightmare through the honest inner work necessary to explore the seven psychophysical themes I share as the basis of our yearly review below is likely to realize something quite profound. Our tendency to create nightmares is often the result of unconscious beliefs, behaviors, and choices. The most common source of our unconscious programming is our parents, family, religious beliefs, and socio-cultural programming. Our soul's built-in mechanism for assuring spiritual growth is is that it allows us to experience what we create. When we are creating self-limiting and painful situations for ourselves, the pain teacher arrives to inspire conscious awareness of what we are creating. This is true of individuals, families, groups, religions, nations, cultures, and the collective of humanity as we are experiencing at present in the world. To aid you in preventing unwanted visits from the pain teacher, we will explore what the unconscious is as we progress through the podcast and ways that we can engage the unconscious and edit the programming such that it ultimately supports our dream for the new year. And here is a powerful tip for you. Just taking the time to identify your nightmare, even if you don't have the energy to make a significant change in your situation, is a step in the right direction. Once you write your nightmare down, it is now in your awareness. We can begin the initial stages of resolving our nightmare by using a simple mindfulness practice that I learned from the mindfulness teacher, Russell Sturges, who is the author of the excellent book titled, The Spiritual Roots of the Tarot. Simply begin each day by looking at the nightmare you've written down. Bring it into your awareness. This practice is as simple as reading your nightmare aloud and then giving yourself some empathy. For example, if your nightmare is chronic pain or a financial crisis, just state to yourself, I can see this challenge is really stressful for you, and I'm guessing you'd really love to have less pain in your body at this time, or I can see that you would really love more money to work with. Then respond to yourself, yes, that's right. I'd sure feel better with less pain and or I'd have a lot more freedom if I had more money. Now to apply Russell's tip. Whenever you find yourself in pain, feeling the stress of not having more money, or whatever your nightmare is, just acknowledge your situation. Then, state to yourself, I have the power, creativity, and ability to resolve this nightmare, and I will do it as soon as I choose to. You don't have to do anything more. This is a behavioral technique called priming. Each time we direct our conscious awareness to our nightmare, we are adding conscious energy to it. Just as each time you add water to a cup, it changes because there's more water in it, each time you add conscious awareness to your nightmare, it carries more consciousness in it. When you acknowledge your nightmare or any challenge you'd like to address and give yourself permission not to resolve it then and there, you are experiencing the power of your own choice, which is an expression of your free will. As we add consciousness to our challenge and exercise our free will, we begin to feel freer and acknowledge that we do have the freedom to choose when, where, and how we will resolve the issue at hand. Often, sooner than we expect, we feel inspired to make a step toward resolution. It may be that we feel inspired to read a book about it. We may notice an ad for a company that does debt counseling and decide to go get some help. We may even start talking to friends and be surprised that one of them makes a genius suggestion and brings some light into the darkness around the issue. When we realize that we are not doing what we have to, but what we choose to, we remind ourselves of our freedom, and that alone gives us more energy and helps us alleviate stress. It may be a week It may be a month, maybe longer, but by giving ourselves empathy and practicing mindfulness while at the same time knowing we can choose to do something or not do something, we eventually find ourselves making positive changes. We have primed the pump of change, and now we begin to flow in the direction of greater freedom. The importance of self-reflection. To establish a realistic dream and realistic goals for any project or your new year requires reflection. To establish a dream and goals for our own physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being requires self-reflection. In times like we are in, when ecological, social, political, energy, economic, cultural, medical, and education systems are in crisis, we must each take responsibility for our own self-reflection. This is because we are each individuals, and the collective of people engaging any of these systems is a collection of individuals. If we don't get clear on what our personal dream is and establish dream-affirmative values to support our chosen dream and lifestyle, we have no means of identifying others that share our values and working together to inform and inspire change at the level of the collective. Without taking the initiative to consciously examine our personal life and evaluate how we have or haven't contributed in meaningful ways to the collective, We, as a collective, risk becoming spooked like cattle that stampede, following each other unconsciously off a cliff, only to cut our life short due to lack of self and social awareness. If we are a parent, we can learn something about the importance of having a dream and therefore a sense of direction in our life by looking at what happens to children when their parents are lost. In my investigations into what drives children to develop eating disorders and become anorexic or bulimic, I found research stating that the number one common denominator amongst children with these sad challenges is having parents without a sense of direction in their lives. When we don't have a sense of direction in our lives, we are much more prone to stress and fear. And if we parent from stress and fear, we instill stress and fear in our children, which leads to nervousness, anxiety, insecurity, illness, reduced ability to learn and grow, and ultimately to depression, and sadly, finally, suicide. I know this to be true from personal experience in my own family, and it is far better to devote time to get clear on our direction in life than see those that we love break down, often becoming entangled in a medical system that is largely ineffective, very expensive, and often results in people becoming worse, not better. It is the importance of such self-examination that led experts like Carl Jung, James Hillman, and even philosophers such as Socrates To state that the unexamined life is not worth living. We cannot change what we cannot see or are unwilling to see. Because it is our belief systems that have the greatest influence on our choices in life, if we don't examine our belief systems to determine if they are congruent with the needs of our changing environment, we remain unconscious. We can't determine the validity or functionality of our beliefs, and sadly, Our personal and collective evolution comes to a halt while our environment demands conscious, intelligent adaptation. This is true today more than ever. We can also lose our sovereignty because there are always people with clearly defined goals for what they want to do with us or to us, usually because we're a profit source to them. There's an old saying that makes this point very clear. If you're not working for your own goals, you can rest assured you are working for your boss's goals. We make it much easier for such people to control our lives when we don't have clear dreams, goals, and values for what we choose to do for ourselves. It is very important to keep in mind that your yes has no value until you learn to say no. It is our dream and life-affirmative core values that help us differentiate when to say yes or no. Hello, everybody. I'm super excited to announce our new live show called PT 3.0 that will be available to you at youtube.com forward slash Check Institute. That's C-H-E-K Institute. Each PT 3.0 episode will be offered every first and third Wednesday of the month and is a 30-minute live show designed specifically to help exercise professionals and anyone who wants to use exercise scientifically in their practices. The host of the show will be a Czech faculty member, a high-level practitioner, or an industry expert that is aligned with Czech principles, and each show offers us the following free bonus materials, a Q&A segment at the end of the episode, a downloadable reference guide to help audience members apply what they've learned. We call this PT 3.0 because the purpose of the show is to provide next-generation training to personal trainers and to help them evolve in their practice. PT 3.0 is a web show designed to provide 30 minutes of intense, essential training to personal trainers and strength coaches that will make an instant impact on their business and practice. This is not a webinar or a podcast, but a fully produced online show featuring a live host and high quality footage of assessments, exercises, stretches, and program design together with Q&A for targeted bite-sized education. Each episode will be highly focused, training, for example, one assessment, or one program design technique, or one stretch, etc. Each episode will be broadcast live on our YouTube channel, and the show is free. Hallelujah. Each episode will be recorded and available to you on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash check institute. And again, it's completely free. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for notification when each episode begins by going to youtube.com forward slash check institute. To see our upcoming episode schedule and to receive advanced notifications of all episodes, go to pt3.com. Checkinstitute.com. Once again, to see our upcoming episode schedule and receive advanced notification for all episodes, go to pt3.checkinstitute.com. We hope you enjoy this live show. Understanding Our Unconscious Mind. In his teachings on the unconscious mind, Bruce Lipton states that the unconscious mind has about one million times the processing power of the conscious ego mind. Carl Jung informs us that if we do not meet our unconscious mind on the inside, it will continue to create the events of our lives and we will call it fate. In paraphrase, Arnold Patton states in his Universal Principles that if we don't like what is happening in our lives, we should look at what we are choosing unconsciously Many of us are now exquisitely aware of the dangers of making choices unconsciously when it comes to governmental medical dictates, as COVID taught us all too well. But what are people like Jung and Patton referring to when they use the term unconscious? In a paper titled Jung's Model for the Psyche and Modern Science, Information Theory and the Spectrum of the Psyche by Shelley R. Joy, we learn that early in his work Jung had come to identify and work with the unconscious contrasting it with the conscious upon closer examination of his model of the unconscious we find that jung further subdivides his model into five distinct regions or states of the unconscious which he describes as one everything which i know but of which i am not at the moment thinking everything forgotten is number 2 3 everything perceived by my senses but not noted by my conscious mind 4. everything which involuntary and without paying attention to it i feel think remember want and do and 5 all the future things that are taking shape in me and will sometime come to consciousness these five regions of the unconscious can be recharacterized as 1 information stored in the human brain known but currently out of mind long and short term memory 2 information lost and seemingly irretrievable or forgotten. 3. Information filtered out by the unconscious algorithms, instinctual filters, inherited or habituated or pre-programmed censorship. 4. Noise, mental chatter, random thoughts, ideas, memories, etc. 5. Information still subliminal, undergoing development, growth, gaining energy, dimly apprehended, possible eventually to emerge into consciousness. It is clear that all regions, with the possible exception of number two, information lost and irretrievably forgotten, are dynamic and somewhat out of our conscious contact and control, although we have learned to modify them in various ways through a variety of conscious psychological practices and mind-altering substances. Some of the psychological practices we commonly use to illuminate our unconscious programming are meditation, any of the inner arts, such as journaling or self-reflection, and recording and analyzing our dreams, paying attention to and writing down our judgments of ourselves and others, and asking ourselves, is it really true? Identifying what it is about others that triggers us, and looking for the unresolved pain, emotions, and biases within ourselves that lead us to project our judgments outward as though it were someone else's fault. Listing all past illnesses and injuries beginning in utero up to the present moment and exploring which of them have and have not been healed and why. This is particularly important when we experience repetitive bouts of the same injuries or illnesses. Looking into our family genetics and common traits of addiction, criminality, fetishes, behavioral traits, losses, insecurities, fears, phobias, and anything that might be unresolved yet expressing itself through our genetic connection to our family tree paying attention to which of our relationships are or are not fulfilling and consciously exploring why, devoting time and energy necessary to listen for and witness how our secret story plays out within us and how it influences our relationship to ourselves, others in the world. Our secret story is directly related to the myth that we are living consciously or unconsciously, questioning any beliefs we hold and evaluating any belief system we adhere to, Religions are the most common source of unquestioned beliefs that keep us unconscious of how we may be segregating ourselves and others. Identifying our unmet tasks and exploring why we are avoiding what we know we need to address in our life. Expressing our inner world through art and seeing an art therapist for interpretation. This is the very nature of the experience I offer in my mandala workshops as part of my rainbow workshop series, which we offer to begin the new year. If you are interested in attending my New Year's Mandala Workshop this January 20th and 21st, 2023, you can use the link in the show notes and go to the webpage that overviews the workshop and allows you to register or go to chekinstitute.com forward slash mandala-workshop. That's chekinstitute.com forward slash mandala-workshop. If you would like to register or be notified of our Rainbow Workshops for 2023, you can use the URL in the show note. We can also use archetypes such as the tarot archetypes to allow our unconscious, which is a component of the soul, to inform and guide our daily lives. By finishing our day with reflecting on the archetypes we chose at the start of the day, we can begin to see how the archetypes express themselves in a variety of ways for which we were previously unconscious. When we draw the magician archetype, for example, we will be given an opportunity to see just what kind of magic we're creating with our beliefs, thoughts, and actions, which illuminates the choices we often make unconsciously so we can be more conscious of the magical powers of our thoughts, words, and choices. Though there are many with Christian programming that believe the tarot is devil's work, the greater truth is that remaining unconscious and blaming the problems of one's life on somebody else is the devil's work. People commonly stay unconscious when they are told such things and don't ask, is it really true, and then do the work of investigating for themselves and making up their own mind based on solid evidence versus hearsay. Repeating the same dogma as others without honest investigation is exactly how we invite the pain teacher to awaken us to what we have created and are creating unconsciously, Again, COVID has been a powerful means of demonstrating the dangers of not thinking for oneself and making life-altering and, sadly, life-ending decisions unconsciously. The use of mind-altering substances, such as plant medicines, tends to surge to the forefront in any culture that loses its sense of meaning, its myth, and direction for life. As we've seen in the past, when human beings realized their democracy was an illusion for a dictatorship racial and sexual inequality was unbearable, and participating in wars like Vietnam and all wars since then was immoral, psychedelic medicines become much more popular as a means of both stress management and to inspire creativity. Due to the multiple complex situations in the world at present, we have entered what is now being called the third psychedelic revolution, but we must be very conscious of how we use mind-altering substance or the medicine is lost and we become more and more unconscious. Plant medicines disable the default mode network, the system within the brain that generates our ego or a sense of self, allowing unconscious contents to percolate into consciousness so we can shine the light of awareness on self-limiting beliefs and behaviors. The secret with this method is to use plant medicine ceremonially and with conscious intention to learn and grow. This approach requires doing some honest research on each of the plant medicines available to us, finding a skilled guide, and keeping doses low enough that you don't go from being a victim of your unconscious contents to drowning in and being disabled by the very plant medicines that have the power to enhance conscious awareness. Those with an interest in plant medicines would be very wise to watch Ben Stewart's excellent series on Gaia titled Psychedelica to learn the pros and cons of plant medicines. Many of us have dream and life-affirmative programs within our unconscious that are helping us create our dreams, achieve our goals, and be healthy contributors to family, friends, society, and culture at large. As long as those habits are congruent with one's New Year's dream, goals, and objectives, they will remain functional. But you will not know until you direct your awareness and attention into your own unconscious process, which is like shining a flashlight into the darkness of one's mind. By using the process I will now share for planning your new year, you will be directly exploring what you have created in the past year and consciously planning your new year. This process will naturally help you see where you may have been acting unconsciously last year, what you created, and how you can create more meaning, love, connection, and freedom in the new year. The I, we, all of new year's planning. When I look at my year in review... I break my review down into three key categories. First, I look at my relationship with myself. Because we can't give what we don't have and we can't love another more than we can love ourselves, it is essential to be very honest regarding how well we have or haven't done in regard to meeting our personal needs. Once I'm clear on what I need to create and give myself for the new year, I'm in a better position to evaluate which of my personal, professional, social, or spiritual relationships are or are not dream affirmative for my new year and can choose to adjust those relationships accordingly. A relationship with any other constitutes a we relationship. Those that fit within the context of what we may call family, tribe, or our personal social circles are the basis of what we offer the all, which represent our culture and the world at large, we can pretty much rest assured that if what we'd like to offer the all of ourselves isn't working in our relationship with ourselves or among those that we hold close, it's not going to be medicine or inspiration for the world. Your must-have and must-not-have list. One of the most important steps in evaluating your past year and planning your new year is to dedicate a page or two to the creation of a list that has two key headings. On the left we place must have, on the right we have the heading must not have. The very act of honestly looking at what we must have and must not have if we are to effectively create our dream for the new year and accomplish our goals will shine a light into our unconscious mind. We will want to have a must and must not have list for each of the levels of our investigation, which is our I, we, and all levels of exploration. With that in mind, let's begin our I-level investigation so we can begin planning our new year effectively. Exploring your personal wants and needs for the new year. My suggestion for your first step before engaging your review of last year is to spend time getting as clear as you can on what you want for your personal, professional, and spiritual dream for the new year is. Once you have a specific dream for your personal life, professional life, and spiritual growth that all combine to produce your overarching dream for your new year, then you're ready to review last year. One way to get clear on your dream is to look at each of the categories of your life that we will be exploring here. It just happens that these key aspects of a dream are also the same ones I use to help people find their legacy. Your legacy is your overarching dream for your life. Exploring the essential components of a dream will help you define what you want to disengage from and what is important to you at this time in your life. If you already know your overarching dream for the new year, that's great too. You can use the categories below to fine-tune your dream. It is important to keep in mind that whenever we do what we do for money or things, all we get is money and things, and money and things are never effective replacements for love. When you do what you love to do in life with people that you love and respect, you're making love all day long, and a labor of love is sustainable, But labor for money and stuff isn't. If you are finding it challenging to shift to making your dream your vocation due to financial education or other constraints, I suggest you listen to my podcast titled Evolve Your Career, which is episode 26, in which I show you how to make a progressive transformation from the kind of work or vocation that maybe you're not happy with to one that allows you to make love every day. Hi everybody. My family and I love Organifi's green juices. You can get your green juice in two excellent flavors, crisp apple and original mint. Not only are these products made with certified organic ingredients to support your family's nutritional needs, they each have some unique benefits. Your green juice crisp apple eases stress with an effective dose of 600 milligrams of ashwagandha per serving. Helps reduce cortisol spikes that increase snacking urges and aids keeping your blood sugar balanced. Why snack on inferior foods that lack nutrition and often lead to blood sugar spikes, followed by blood sugar crashes when Organifi's green juices are super healthy taste great, and are as quick to make as opening the package and adding water. Your Green Juice Crisp Apple is made from fresh apples picked right off the branch and are packed with micronutrients to support your body's needs. Green Juice Original Mint contains ashwagandha, chlorella, and spirulina. Reset your body every morning with 11 detoxifying superfoods. You'll love the delicious taste and your body will feel strong and stable with all the micronutrients in each serving. Green Juice Original Mint promotes balanced cortisol and stress levels, perfect for weight management, and helps rid the body of harmful toxins. Personally, I'm super grateful that Organifi makes such excellent, easy-to-use drinks and foods that keep us energized, healthy, and clean inside, while decreasing the urge to crave on inferior snack foods. My kids love both flavors, and I love knowing that we can all be healthy together with Organifi's excellent crisp apple and original mint green juices. These products are excellent for work, on the road, sharing with friends, and anytime you need a nutritious boost that tastes good. To get your crisp apple and original mint green juices, go to organifi.com forward slash check 20. That's organifi.com forward slash check 20. Save 20% on your purchase using the code CHECK20, all caps, on checkout. Don't worry if you forget your Living 4D discount code because you'll see it right there on the landing page. Enjoy. Organifi's excellent green juices. In my PPS Success Mastery Program, Lesson 1, How to Find and Live Your Legacy, I offer the following 10 key components of effective dreaming to help you bring awareness to the most important aspects of establishing your New Year's dream. Number one, the dream itself. Being clear on what our dream goals or objectives are is essential if we are to use our capacity for manifestation effectively. We will look at the issues of effective manifestation later in the podcast. Qualify your dream. Though the concept of dreaming big is a good one, we want to avoid BSing ourselves or inflating ourselves or we risk creating a dream that isn't realistically achievable. Our heart or soul is always grounded in reality because it is within the field of reality that human life exists. It is never our soul that is misguided. It is our programmed ego mind that risks mistaking life for a virtual reality akin to yet another video game. As my friend and spiritual teacher Paul Levy says, human beings are very good at deceiving themselves, a process which he attributes to Wetiko, a virus of the mind. Paul and I engage a deep exploration of the reality of Wetiko in episode 181, the mind virus that is killing us all. You may also enjoy my first interview with Paul on his mind-blowing book, Quantum Revelation, which is episode 131. As you engage the process of identifying your dream for the new year, exploring the remaining nine categories of effective dream creation below, it is important to qualify what you desire in each of these categories. Here are some essential questions we can ask ourselves as a means of qualifying our dream. Is it realistically achievable within the time frame in which I choose to create it? Are there people that share my dream and are in harmony with the values that support it? Is what I choose to achieve this year greater than 50% beyond what I've previously achieved? If it is, it's better to stage your dream achievement with realistically achievable goals, which I will touch on as we progress through this podcast. Additionally, if your financial requirement is beyond your present means... Always realistically investigate the probability of gaining investors or borrowing money on realistic terms that you can comfortably pay back. If you are not realistic, the stress of creating a poorly qualified dream is likely to lead to diminished self-esteem. How do I feel within my body and my heart when I am present with what I choose to create as my dream for the new year? If you feel anything other than centered and at peace with what you intend to create, It is wise to see what aspect of your dream requirements are generating insecurity within you. Is my stated time frame for creating my New Year's dream realistic? With these qualifying questions, we can proceed in our exploration of the remaining essential components of creating our New Year's dream. Dream creation category 2. What is it that you do or desire to do that makes you feel good? That's very important. It's your dream for the year, so if it doesn't make you feel good, then what is it doing? Number three, what kind of people do you want to share your dream creation process with? Four, what four doctor core values are essential to supporting the process of fulfilling your goals in the process of creating your dream? Simply stated, your four doctor core values are your concise statement to yourself and your dream team regarding when you will say yes and when you will say no. Dr. Happiness is the chief physician who is responsible for establishing core values for what is happy making, how much movement you need, what is the optimal diet for you, and how much rest and introspection time you have. Dr. Happiness is also the chief of being clear on what is happy making for you and committing to do it regularly enough that you don't expect others to make you happier, end up using drugs or various pills or sideshows to try to get happy. So the key thing here is that Dr. Happiness is the overarching doctor that manages the values and is what creates clarity about what's happy making so you need to have values around that. Dr. Movement means you have to have values around how much movement and what type of movement you will use to keep your body at least at baseline level of health or higher depending on what your dream is. Dr. Diet is dealing with the quality of food and the proportions of foods that we eat for our unique individual needs with each meal. Dr. Quiet is About having values about how much rest we will get, what time we will go to bed, and how much introspection time we need to maintain contact with our unconscious. Remember, if you don't meet it on the inside, it will meet you on the outside, and you will call the events of your life fate. These are just the core essentials. You can create core values in any area you feel you need a means of better discernment based on prior experience. Maybe you've struggled with an addiction. And know what you must not have in your life. Maybe you have anger management issues and need conscious core values to help you manage how you perceive things and how you respond to them. You may work in a technical field or have a hobby in which additional core values are an important means of guiding your decision making process. Dream component five purpose. What purpose does your dream fulfill in your life and the lives of others? Without clear awareness of purpose, it's very hard to make meaning. Whenever we don't have a clear sense of meaning, our heart is unlikely to get involved and spirit or life force doesn't flow through us efficiently. At this time in the world, we would all be wise to evaluate how our purpose will impact no less than the next seven generations of human beings. Using forethought to evaluate the impact of choices and their influence across seven future generations was a very common practice amongst ancient cultures and native societies because they were very aware of the importance of sustainability. They knew that taking more from Mother Earth than she can regenerate is the equivalent to building a graveyard for future generations. I have seen the issues of purpose produce blinders to the long-term consequences of future generations, most commonly when one's purpose is isolated to making money without consideration of the sacrifices being made by others or nature to allow financial abundance. For example, I've had a number of clients and students over the years that made a tremendous amount of money investing in dangerous medical drugs, the military-industrial complex, or products like Red Bull and Monster. Today, many invest in various social media corporations, apps, and the metaverse. When we simply ask ourselves how such investments impact the children today and for the next seven generations, we are likely to come face-to-face with the shadow of money. We are also likely to realize that there is a very real difference between reality and a virtual reality where no one has to care for children, be concerned about their future, nor the planet. Dream Component 6 passion. What are you passionate about? What gets your juices flowing? What makes you excited to practice enough to develop authentic mastery? What opens your heart? What inspires enough passion within you that challenges are seen as growth opportunities, not irremovable roadblocks? Dream Component 7, Working Conditions. What working conditions are ideal for you? Do you want to work outside or inside? Do you prefer to work or create alone or with others that share similar values and aspirations? Do you like to get dirty or stay clean? Do you want to work for someone else or work for yourself? How much stress are you willing to engage to create and live your dream? Being a school teacher today can be very stressful if you don't genuinely love working with children. Being a mechanic today can be very challenging if you don't enjoy using computer systems and working with comprehensive electronic systems. Being a fireman or firewoman may get your juices flowing, but what if you suffer from environmental allergies? These are real issues we need to become clear on. Remember, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Dream Component 8. Geography. Where do you want to be in the world? Your dream may be to teach surfing on the Gold Coast of Australia but do you want to be subject to living in a digital prison? Do you want to be out in the wilderness in an isolated location, in a small town, or in a city? If you want to be in a city, it would be very wise to investigate how far along that city is to becoming a smart city. Do you want to be somewhere where your every move and your every meal and your every sniffle, your every communication is monitored and there are weaponized streetlights designed to disable you if you don't conform to the World Economic Forum's rules and constraints? These are extremely important questions to ask as you work to identify your dream, for without careful investigation into these issues, your dream may turn out to be a An unsuspected nightmare. Since many people today are too unconscious or ill-informed to even ponder such issues, it is very important for us all to be conscious dreamers and to keep the dream board healthy so it is moral, ethical, and safe for at least seven generations of our children. Dream Component 9. Income Once you've identified what your dream for the new year is, or even your long-term dream or legacy, you can begin to calculate how much money you'll need to generate and create and maintain your dream lifestyle. In my experience over the years of helping people find their legacy or their dream for any situation or period of time, I found that most people want to make a lot of money but are seldom realistic about what that entails. When we explore the basics of goal setting, we will look further into this issue. But it is important to realize that the amount of money one chooses to generate in support of their dream for the new year or any other period of time in their life is directly tied to the amount of responsibility they are willing to accept. Dream Component 10. Responsibility. How much responsibility are we willing to accept and manage is an essential factor to be conscious of when we're creating our dream for the new year or our life legacy. Some factors that increase responsibility that we should all be aware of include the number of people in your family or that you will support in general, the number of people in your company or that you will manage the type of work you choose to do. If you work alone, there is generally less responsibility than when you work for someone else, particularly if you are in a managerial position or are a CEO. The impact your dream has on others and the environment. For example, if the nature of your work is such that dangerous technologies are being used or there are toxic byproducts being produced, the level of responsibility goes up. The more money you generate, the more responsibility there is in investing it, using it in ethical and moral ways, and protecting your investments. Additionally, in most instances, the greater the income, the greater the responsibility. A CEO generally makes more than anyone else in a corporation, but shoulders the most responsibility. Now that you are aware of the 10 essential components of a dream for your new year, it's important to take your time and explore each of them while staying connected to your heart. There may be key components that you need to gather more information on to get clear. If that's the case, you can work on the other components of your New Year's dream that you feel equipped to address at present. As you gather the information you need to get more clear, you can progressively conclude your dream identification process. Hi, everybody. I'm sure you've all heard of the benefits of bone broth, but I bet you don't know about bone broth protein powder. I found an awesome bone broth protein powder with Paleo Valley and I asked Autumn Smith if she'd explain why hers is so good from Paleo Valley.
2: Well, like you said, collagen is basically the fountain of youth, and most of us are not getting enough of it in our diet because maybe we don't have time to simmer bones on a regular basis. And so we created our powder to make getting the benefits of collagen for your joint health, for your gut health, for your mental health, really, really simple. And we sourced it from 100% grass-fed and grass-finished bones. So it is a beef bone broth protein powder that you can literally put in everything. It's tasteless. I add it to my son's smoothies. I put it into his desserts. You can even put it in soup and get all the benefits of collagen without all of the time and energy and investment. So all you have to do to check it out is go to our website at paleovalley.com. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And you can use the code CHECK15. That's lowercase C-H-E-K-15 at checkout. And I hope your family loves it.
0: I know you'll love it. Keep your body healthy. Keep your kids healthy. And let's make the world a better place with Paleo Valley. Enjoy. The I, we all approach to planning your new year. As shared above, our yearly review is essential to identifying our New Year's dream and planning our new year. We will now explore how to evaluate last year and use that information to heighten awareness as to what is important to include in your New Year's dream and the values and goals that will support it. As we engage the seven psychophysical themes that the soul uses to engage life on earth, it is best to look at what rises within you regarding how each of these themes relates to the year you've just completed. This helps you identify what you'd like to put on your must or must not have list. With this clarity, you can plan your new year such that you choose to create harmony with your overarching personal, professional, and spiritual dreams for the new year. Eye level assessment of last year and planning our new year. Our eye level assessment relates specifically to our personal experiences, needs, and wants, and relationships. The seven key psychophysical themes we all engage that are essential to our life process. Number one: safety and security. Look carefully at how you did or didn't create safety and security within yourself in the past year. Though we tend to correlate our level of income to our ability to create safety and security in our lives, this is only one area we need to explore. Additional areas we should consider are the health of our body and mind, how safe and secure we feel in relationship with ourselves on an intimate, emotional, mental, and spiritual level. Am I experiencing challenges in my personal, professional, religious, spiritual, or social relationships that seem to repeat themselves? For example, Do people inform me that I am being needy or draining when disengaging from me? It is important to look for patterns within us that are ultimately our responsibility to address, or we will keep carrying them forward into we and all level relationships. Have I accepted the responsibility for generating the income to meet my core survival needs, live the lifestyle I want to live, and not depend on others to give me what I should be giving myself? Am I dependent upon government handouts to compensate for my lack of creativity and or initiative? What areas can I be proud of myself for healthy maintenance of my safety and security needs and celebrate my accomplishments? Additionally, each of the six remaining categories of psychophysical needs represent areas we can explore our safety and security. Just look at each of the remaining six categories and ask yourself, am I safe and secure in this regard? Level two, sex identity, sexuality, and life force energy. Questions to ask in this regard are, am I happy and fulfilling my role as an adult woman or man within the context of my own life and relationship with myself? Am I fulfilling my need for sexual gratification without expecting others to do so or being codependent or needy? Am I maintaining my diet and lifestyle such that I have core vitality to be healthy, create my dreams, and fulfill my goals? Do I cult enough libido, life force energy, to inspire creative self-expression in my personal life? Level 3. Personal power and self-will. When exploring this theme, we are honestly evaluating our willingness to express our personal power as an individual. Am I using my willpower to create what I want in my life? Am I centered within myself as an individual? If I'm age 18 or older, am I fulfilling my role as an adult? Am I taking responsibility for my 50% of each of my relationships? Am I relinquishing my personal power to authority figures that encourage the unconscious participation in one or more belief systems? Am I succumbing to sheep-herd mentality, losing my individual choice, voice, and sovereignty? Do I need the validation and approval of others to feel safe or feel good about myself? Am I engaging my own hero's journey, or am I avoiding my own responsibility of becoming a unique, contributing adult in the world that is willing to stick to their dream and life-affirmative core values?" Level four, giving and receiving love. Am I giving myself the love I need to have deep connection to, love for, and trust of myself? Am I able to allow others to express their love to and for me? Am I able to identify what my own love language is so that I know when I am loving myself? Am I working so much for money that I don't have time to be with and love myself? Am I engaged in one or more addictions that represent safe love when loving myself more fully and honestly may be the only legitimate means of fulfillment without the entanglement of addiction? Level five, creative expression and communication. Am I able to express my creativities in ways that are fulfilling to me? Am I able to communicate honestly and openly within myself and in my relationship to my own conscience? Am I able to maintain an honest, loving relationship with my soul, the consciousness within me, the ever-present witness that exists beyond my thoughts, judgments, and evaluations of myself and others? Am I caught in a challenging relationship with what Freud called the superego, the judgmental voice of a parent figure in my head? If yes, am I willing to heal my self-limiting parental programming so that I have more freedom within myself in the new year? Am I listening to my own inner dialogue with enough awareness to identify where my secret story is disempowering me? Am I listening to others with the intention of hearing what they are authentically expressing? Or am I just hearing words? Am I paying attention to how my inner dialogue affects how I feel inside and ultimately my own health and well-being? Level 6. Insight, self-reflection, and seeing through. Am I taking time to honestly look into the issues, events, and options in my life so that I can discern what is beyond the face value or appearances of things? Am I taking time each day or regularly for self-reflection so I can offer myself dream affirmative course correction when and as needed? For example, am I simply believing the judgments and valuations my ego presents on the screen of my mind, or am I taking time to reflect on what I'm creating with the powers of my own mind? Am I connecting to my heart and soul for guidance that is beyond the judging ego? Am I regularly questioning my own beliefs so I don't fall into the trap of being unconscious and halting my evolution as a human being? Am I relinquishing my responsibility for my own mind by subscribing to a belief system? Am I willing to get quiet enough and honest enough with myself to see through my own self-generated stories? Can I identify and modify any storylines that are disempowering my ability to live my dream and create dream-affirmative goals and fulfill my obligation to myself? Level 7 Investigation Intuition, Highest Power, and Fear of Death Intuition As Jung identified, there are four essential functions to consciousness, which are thinking, feeling, sensation, and intuition. What is unique about intuition is that it provides information that thinking, feeling, and sensation cannot provide. Because of this fact, if we don't take the time necessary each day to calm and center ourselves and quiet our minds so that it is receptive to intuitive insight, we run the risk of making decisions with incomplete information. Some decisions may be critical such as to be or not be vaccinated. We've all seen at this point how dangerous it is to make decisions with incomplete information or being led by a belief system that encourages us to choose unconsciously. The same degree of commitment to using all of our faculties of consciousness extends itself to key financial decisions, investments, choice of job or vocation, which partners to select in intimate relationships or business relationships, what education path to take and what educators are authentic, or where we should send our children to school, and many more important decisions. Highest Power For as long as human beings have been self-conscious, they have always been faced with the paradox of identifying how they and everything around them was created. Human beings have always been faced with the stark realization of and reality of death, for they not only have to kill to feed themselves, but they have always known that they too could be hunted and eaten by animals and other human beings. The result has been the deification of powers or forces that we interpreted to be capable of bringing life." We can see the evolution of humanity's quest to understand and worship a higher power by studying the history of what human beings thought was God. As J.G.R. Forlong carefully chronicles in his excellent comprehensive two-volume set, titled Rivers of Life and Faiths of Man, human beings first thought that trees were God because they sheltered and fed man, animals, insects, and microlife, and they couldn't conceive of life without trees. Therefore, God must be the trees. Next, they worshipped the lingam and yoni, sex organs, as God because they recognized that whenever these two organ systems engaged each other, new life appeared. Then they worshipped snakes or serpents because they came to see that the serpentine pattern was ubiquitous in nature, from the serpent-like flows of riverways to the patterns left by the wind as it crossed sand dunes to the serpent-like movement of heat waves rising from the earth. They are likely to have experienced life force moving through their own bodies in the serpentine pattern, now recognized as kundalini energy, which indeed does travel up our spine in a serpentine pattern. They concluded, as depicted in many ancient temple sites, that God was a serpent. The connection of God as serpentine gave way to the belief that God was fire. Ancient people saw that fire had the power to destroy and bring new life. Fire could keep you warm. Fire helped people see threats at night and fend off dangerous animals. Fire can be used to cook food. Fire to them was godlike because of how powerful it is. The worship of fire as God transformed into the worship of the sun as God, which we can see indicators of throughout ancient temple sites, sacred sites, and stone carvings to this day, many thousands of years later. The ancients came to realize that no life could exist on earth without the light, warmth, and power of the sun. The sun exhibited godlike powers to them. The Egyptians referred to their sun god as Ra, and there are still many sun worshippers in the world today. These beliefs in God progressively gave way to dualistic religions in which there were two gods, the god of good and the god of evil. This transition, which is still alive among many human beings practicing religion today, is likely to have emerged from the fact that human beings could not reconcile how God could allow so much injustice, death, and destruction. The Cathars, considered an ancient sect of early Christianity, believed that Satan created the world and that the only way home to God was to love all in nature and human beings unconditionally, even those that harm you. Hi, everybody. I'm super excited to share Bioptimizer's new excellent sleep support product called Sleep Breakthrough. I've used it and my kids use it and it's really good. It helps me sleep. It tastes great. And since it's a new product, I've got Matt here from Bioptimizer who's one of the co-creators of the product to give us some more information on how and why it works so well. So Matt, how does it work so well? Yeah, first of all, sleep breakthrough is a drink. You mix it about an hour
3: before your target bedtime. You're going to feel your nervous system and your brain calm down. Your sleep latency will drop. Your desire to fall asleep will improve. Your REMs going to improve. Your heart rate will slow down. And you're going to wake up feeling awesome. The way it works is we're targeting five different pathways. The first one is we want to optimize your natural melatonin production. We do that by giving your body the building blocks that it needs The first one is magnesium bisglycinate has been shown to naturally increase melatonin levels. Then we add cofactors like P5P, which is a bioactive form of vitamin B6. Second, we have four different sleep minerals that will all improve the quality of your night's sleep. First is potassium helps quiet down neurons. Second, calcium, which improves REM and also helps transform tryptophan into serotonin, which is a building block for melatonin. Third is zinc which is really important for the metabolism of melatonin against a cofactor. And it also calms down the nervous system. And then last, again, is the magnesium bisglycinate. The third pathway is GABA, which is the molecule of chill. When they looked at insomniacs, they found that insomniacs were about 30% lower in GABA than people without sleep disorders. We tested pretty much every GABA on the market. We found that pharma GABA was the most powerful. The fourth pathway is they were targeting the brain we're targeting brain waves. There's two molecules we can use to increase alpha brain waves and decrease beta brain waves, which is when people are struggling to fall asleep, the monkey brain's active, the hamster wheel's going, it's because they have too many beta brain waves going. L-theanine and pharma GABA increase alpha brain waves. And the last thing is glycine. Using three grams of glycine, which helps lower body temperature, it promotes faster sleep onset, extends REM, And my favorite part about it is if there's a night where you don't get enough sleep, you'll actually wake up feeling better and more refreshed the next day.
0: That's awesome. Sounds like you did a lot of research to put a real beautiful combination of synergistic supplements and ingredients together to really help people sleep. I know it works very well. And I know one of the things that's lovely is my kids love it because it tastes great. Mm -hmm. And- We all need more sleep, especially in the buzz of the world today. So if you want to get your sleep breakthrough, go to sleepbreakthrough.com forward slash C-H-E-K in lowercase. And to get your 10% discount on your sleep breakthrough, use the code capital P, capital A, capital U, capital L, 10, that's Paul 10 on checkout. Enjoy sleeping much better with Sleep Breakthrough. While the worship of a dualistic conception of God continues today, some transcend dualistic notions of God, creating what we now conceptualize as monotheism, or the belief that there is ultimately one God. This belief, though espoused by many, has not alleviated the penetrating questions and concerns for God's allowance of evil in the world. Sages in some sects of Hinduism address this core challenge by introducing the concept of maya, which means the grand illusion. With their interest in aligning their consciousness only to source, they disengage from battles between good and evil while seeking to transcend such illusions. It is essential that we all understand that our conceptions of God or whatever we consciously or unconsciously deem our highest power has the greatest overall influence on our psyche and all the beliefs we harbor. It is our beliefs and our highest power that most influence how we relate to ourselves, others, and the world, and what we believe will happen to us when we die. The most dangerous thing we can do in this regard is simply believe. When we believe, we stop asking questions and exploring. We stop looking for a higher truth, and we become susceptible to isolating and segregating others that have differing or conflicting beliefs, which always leads to inner and outer turmoil in our lives. This is exactly why it is said that you can always tell who your God is because he hates the same people you do. Today, we are in the throes of scientific materialism. The lead proponents of this mindset presenting themselves as the World Economic Forum. Their leaders state blatantly that there is no such thing as a soul, and that God is a story for children. To them, human beings are simply hackable animals to be exploited and totally controlled by advanced technology. Where the World Economic Forum's proponents' short-sightedness emerges is in their oversight of the fact that before something can reject it, God and the soul, it must first be real. How scientific materialists engage the world reflects their highest power, which is technology, power, control, and the belief that if something can't be weighed and measured, it's not real. Belief in such a highest power puts love in the same elusive category as God and the soul, leaving human beings, animals, and the whole of nature to be classified merely as objects. It takes a real adult act of spiritual courage to honestly evaluate our beliefs In our highest power and continue to ask ourselves, is it really true? It takes a lot of spiritual courage to look within ourselves to identify how our belief in our highest power is influencing our relationship with ourselves, others, and the world at large. This year may be the most important year ever to honestly evaluate the influence your conscious or unconscious highest power has over the way you experience yourself, others, and the world. Fear of death. Whenever our relationship with our highest power doesn't give us an authentic sense of connection to the whole or orient ourselves towards love, we naturally fear death. There is no better way to evaluate the truth of your highest power than to examine your beliefs about and fears of death. One of the challenges we face if we live in fear of our highest power and therefore fear of death is that we are unlikely to fully live. We are unlikely to extend ourselves such that we engage significant growth challenges and can become like a turtle that is afraid to come out of its shell, only to starve in death and die of boredom and self-isolation. Playing it safe turns out to be not so safe. Whenever we have an opportunity to engage such activities as river rafting, parachuting, rock climbing, motorcycle and car racing, triathlon, and other challenging races in nature, backpacking in nature, hunting, or when a woman gives birth, we must come face to face with the reality of death. If our relationship with our highest power is healthy, we are more likely to gain support from our relationship with our highest power and facilitate our personal, professional, and spiritual growth. If our relationship with our highest power is fear-based, we are likely to believe that the universe is unfriendly, fear ourselves, others, and not trust that we gain support when needed during growth opportunities. When facing serious illness, injury, or any form of personal, family, or social crisis without the support of a benevolent higher power, we are likely to rely only on human authority figures who are often themselves believers in so-called science. This can and often does stunt our growth because the child of authority doesn't think for itself but waits to be told what to think and what to do. Again, we've all seen just how this played out during the COVID pandemic. Those with the highest power that is love and life-affirmative use this inspiration to seek real science and make well-informed decisions that reflect their highest power, choosing what for them is life-affirmative. As you engage your review of your past year, and relationship to these seven psychophysical themes that are embedded within the psyche of all human beings, look for areas and situations in your life where you feel gratified about how you've managed yourself. Using hindsight as 2020 vision, also look for areas you can orient yourself toward positive dream-affirmative growth in the new year, so you don't unconsciously recreate the same challenges within yourself again. As Einstein said, You cannot solve a problem with the same thinking that created it. We and all level yearly planning. As we progress from our eye-level assessment of the year we've just completed and create our must-must-not-have list, it is important to continue this list as we engage we and all categories of how both love and social contracts evolve. When we are clear on what we must not have and are making such statements, first and foremost, from a moral basis, what is life affirmative, we become conscious of what we choose to support, fund, energize, and manifest in our we and all relationships. We also become conscious of what we will choose to stop funding, energizing, and manifesting in our we and all relationships. Today, such clarity has never been more essential. For those of you that want to optimize your personal, professional, and spiritual growth, extending the above eye-level review to we relationships will naturally bring more clarity when planning your new year. This simply requires looking at the same seven psychophysical themes from a we perspective. For example, am I safe in my relationship with my spouse? Am I safe or creating safety in my relationship with each of my children? And onward. In my system of how love evolves, we look first at ourselves, then we look to our relationship with any other. It is always best to start with those closest to you and those that you interact with the most, such as parents, family members, partners, spouses, friends, and those that we share key business relationships with we relationships comprise you and any other person in this model of assessment. For example, is my relationship with my spouse enhancing or detracting from feeling safe and secure in our relationship together? Are we engaging in healthy sexual intimacy and supporting each other and cultivating greater life force energy together than we could alone? Are we codependent or are we honoring and supporting each other's individuality as a couple? Are we creating and communicating in ways that nourish us? These are examples of how to use the same structure for we-level analysis to get clarity on how you will choose to manage yourself, your we-relationships, and your co-creative abilities in relationship in the new year. Additionally, it can be very helpful if you and any other person you share Kiwi relationships with complete the same assessment together and share notes, which should include our must and must not have lists. Where there is a conflict in wants and needs for the new year, it is important to seek a healthy compromise that both feel good with. The all-level of love and relationship is active whenever there are three or more people involved. For example, once a couple has a child, they're automatically tasked with the all-level of responsibility. When we are a teacher, coach, leader, doctor, scientist, therapist, politician, business owner, etc., we are engaging in an all-level of responsibility. This level of assessment is very important because if we unconsciously pass our biases on to others or our belief systems without conscious evaluation and asking ourselves, is it really true, we risk misleading others. The magnitude of positive or negative influence we have on the all correlates to how many people we influence. If we are not honest in our explorations of ourselves and our we relationships, we can generate a lot of karma we will have to work through, which can be very painful. A simple, Example that is relevant today can be seen in patients facing the decision to allow their child to change their gender through surgery or allow the use of puberty blockers for which there are irreversible consequences. We now have many whistleblowers coming out of the drug and vaccine corporations informing the public of truths that have been concealed from them because they realize what they have contributed to in the world. Some are coming forward to save themselves before their karma captures them in hopes of negotiating their way out of it. We are each co-creators of and contributors to the world at large, whether we realize it or not. As we evolve spiritually and mature into adulthood and beyond, we come to realize that no single person can do anything meaningful in the world alone all projects or changes of significance require the participation of many others. Gandhi could not have regained India's freedom from the British alone. Martin Luther King did not improve equality for people of color alone. Women's liberation leaders did not create equality for women alone, and we cannot protect our personal, family, social, or cultural sovereignty from dangerous corporations and shadow governments alone. As you surely know, if you are listening to my podcast, we are at a time in the evolution of human beings where we must get clear on what we desire to co-create together to ensure the safety and security of the planet and for our children. When we take the time to evaluate our year from an I perspective and a we perspective, we can more easily see the roots that hold the ground in which the tree of the all of us and life grows upon. If the leaves are dying, you can either paint them green and ignore the soil while the tree progressively dies, or you can address the imbalances in the soil. Whatever we do honestly for ourselves, we do for our relationships and the collective. When we are living from our heart, we can look at our dream and supportive goals and ask ourselves, if everyone did what I choose to do this year, would the world be a better place for all living beings or not? That way we can begin to determine if what we desire is potentially a selfish, childish distraction, or if we are indeed inspiring others in ways that support we in all relationships, therefore supporting the world as a whole. Hi everybody, one of my favorite Symbiotica products, which I love to use when you got two kids in the house that bring home all sorts of stuff from school, And have runny noses and coughs like kids often do. So if I need a little backup, I get out my Symbiotica Liposomal Vitamin C. Tastes great. Feels great. I use it regularly. And it's just a good backup plan to support your immune system. But better yet, I've got Chervine, the creator of the product, right here to tell us more about it. So Chervine, what's unique about your liposomal vitamin C?
4: Well, this has evolved over the years. This is our ninth iteration. And this is coming from fermented cassava, Mm. not coming from corn. And it's in liposomal form. And we also have added compounds in there, including biotin and potassium bicarbonate, which is a very highly absorbing form of potassium. This right here... Is delicious. It is delicious. Okay. You know, we're using organic vanilla and organic extracts and citrus bioflavonoids, and you're getting a thousand milligrams of fermented vitamin C in liposomal form. So we're talking about pure absorption. So if you're, you know, you got the everyday cold or you're feeling the chills or you just need a boost in your immune system, boom, you can hit that right there. It's good for children, it's good for, you know, elderly. Anyone can have it. And it is one of my favorite products.
0: Or if you're going to go on an airplane or being around a lot of people that
4: aren't healthy and you just want a little immune backup or immune boost. Absolutely. That's delicious, Mm. high absorbing, and gets to the subcellular level almost immediately. And kids love it. Kids love it. I haven't met anyone that doesn't like the flavor. It's beautiful.
0: So to get your Living 4D discount, go to symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. To get your 15% discount on checkout, use the code L4D15. Capital, L, number four, capital D, 15. Enjoy your Symbiotica liposomal vitamin C. Dream creation and goal setting essentials. Once you have engaged each of the 10 components of creating an effective dream for your new year, it's a very good idea to set realistically achievable goals as a means of creating it. Whenever we are setting goals, we always need to consider our time, energy, willingness to execute, finances, and resource availability so we don't set goals we are unlikely to achieve. In my online PPS Success Mastery Program Lesson 3, Goal Setting, I share the following simple approaches to smart goal setting. S equals specific. Be specific. The more specific you are, the more focus you will have in your manifestation process. M equals measurable. Your goal achievement process should be measurable. For example, a goal that states I make more than enough money to pay my bills go on vacation and save some money is not measurable. Without knowing exactly how much money this requires, you can't possibly direct your intention objectively. Without objectivity, we risk entering the realm of fantasy with our goal-setting process, and fantasy is seldom an effective means of engaging reality. Unless, of course, you happen to be one of Mark Zuckerberg's children. A and R equals attainable and realistic An objective gain of up to but not exceeding 50% beyond your previous achievement is considered realistic by goal experts. For example, if last year you made $100,000 and your goal is to make $1 million this year based on the science of goal setting, this is a poorly qualified goal. It is better to start with realistically achievable steps or goals. Once you achieve 150,000, you can evaluate what your next logical goal should be. If your goal was to achieve an additional 50,000 in the new year and you met that goal within the first quarter of the year, celebrate, set a new goal, and keep going. A realistically attainable goal should stretch your abilities but should not put so much stress on you that it becomes a source of resistance in your life or a threat to your self-esteem. Finally, T equals timeliness. It is wise to set a time frame for the achievement of any goal so that you can focus and direct your energy specifically toward that goal. Time is very slippery and has a nasty tendency to disappear on us if we don't keep our stated time schedule for goal achievement within our conscious mind. When setting goals for your new year, I recommend a three-level approach. This approach can be used for setting goals not only for your year, but for any period, including your daily goals. The first level is must-do. That would be your most important goal to complete for any given period. Only if you have completed that, or for some reason cannot do that, do you go to level two, which is should-do. So your should-do goals are what you do after you achieve your must-do goal, and finally you have your would-like-to-do goal. Now, just to be clear, I don't recommend using more than three goals for any given day or task, because the more goals you have, the more likely you are to be overwhelmed by it and not do it. Now, you can set five, six, seven, eight if you want, but you're Working structure should be must do, should do, would like to do, so that you're very clear on how to invest your energy intelligently and not overwhelm yourself and end up just going around in circles. The formula for change. When it comes to creating our dream and meeting our goals, there is often some degree of inertia we must overcome, be that bad habits from the past, self defeating programming, being too distracted etc. I once took a business development seminar from Australian millionaire Brad Sugar, and in that seminar he offered his formula for change, which is when the desire for change is greater than the resistance to change, change happens. Whenever you use the principles of identifying your dream for the new year and smart goal setting, as I've shared here, you are much more likely to experience alignment of your body, heart, mind, and soul and find your values harmonizing with your dream. When you operate from a place of honesty and willingness to learn, grow, and become more for yourself, others, and the world, you are likely to be unstoppable. How to Manifest Your Dream Effectively Now that we've taken the time together to explore how to honestly evaluate our past year and explore the 10 components of a dream for your new year, as well as getting clear on what you must and must not have if we are to live in harmony, let's explore ways to optimize dream creation and the goal completion process. Once you've identified the 10 components of your dream, evaluated your past year, and become clear on your New Year's needs from the perspective of the 7 psychophysical themes we covered, and become clear regarding your we and all relationship needs and offerings, we can streamline your findings for efficient manifestation. To start with, look over your 10 dream components and choose a symbol that you feel encapsulates what you desire for each of the 10 components. For example, when looking at the people you would like to work with, choosing a heart to symbolize the feelings you choose to have while working with others may be ideal. You may choose a dollar symbol or a gold coin to capture your financial interests for your dream and your goals. As you choose your symbols for each of the areas of importance to you, be it any or all of the 10 dream components, each or all your stated core values for the year, or any or all of the psychophysical themes we explored, you can also choose keywords or short phrases to encapsulate your overall process. For example, if you've been feeling trapped in one or more relationships, your keyword may be freedom and your symbol may be a bird. Once you've chosen your symbols or keywords or short phrases, I recommend getting some cardstock or heavier watercolor paper to use as a master sheet for guiding your intention and energies each day to facilitate manifestation and keep you focused. This diagram will serve as your dream compass. Label your diagram with the name of your New Year's dream at the top. Then list your chosen symbols, words, or short phrases for each of the dream components below the title. If there are any short inspirational messages you'd like to leave yourself, write them down where appropriate. Next, summarize your four Docker core values into clear, succinct statements. Below that, put any inspirational notes regarding any of the areas you have decided to manifest that relate to your eye-level investigation of your seven psychophysical themes. Be sure not to state what you don't want. Only write positive affirmation of what you have chosen to create as though you already have what you choose in your life. For example, it would not be a good idea to state you would like X thousands of dollars of additional income in 23, but state I am grateful for the $50,000 increase in personal abundance I am enjoying in 2023. Of course, you can put your own number into your statement. Do the same thing for your we and all level goals for the new year. If you are artistically inspired, it is a very good idea to do a mandala or a piece of art to encapsulate your whole process that carries your energies and intentions as a symbolic affirmation of your new year. Once you complete this process, I recommend putting this special summary card where you can begin each day and end each day by harmonizing your body, mind, and soul to your chosen truth for the new year each morning and evening before going to bed. To maximize your powers of manifestation, use the following steps. Have clear intention. If you don't believe in God, then your prime source would have to be that which creates the universe. From a scientific perspective, that would be pure potential. If you do believe in God, then the highest form of any God is unconditional love, which always represents pure potential. The only numerical value there is for pure potential is zero. Therefore, whenever you have a clear dream or goal, you put pure potential or zero intention, which is what causes the flow of energy and information, or spirit, into manifestation. To maximize our powers of manifestation, one, we must clearly visualize our intention as we state our dream core values and goals in positive affirmation. Two, we must have trust in and faith in our own soul's ability to support us. Knowing that what we choose to manifest enhances our lives and the lives of others will allow us to feel gratitude for what we choose to co-create with our highest potential. Three, we must build a strong desire, creating the magnetic force of the heart that draws our intention into being or embodiment within our life. Magnetizing our heart to our dream values and goals magnetizes us to others that resonate with us and that helps us build our dream team for the year. Four, we must exercise the will to manifest our dream and achieve our goals each day. As the Quakers say, pray and move your feet. Five, Having qualified our dream, established four Dr. Core values, and set realistically achievable goals, we must accept challenges not as limitations, but as opportunities for growth and to gain more knowledge and experience. If we are empowered by our authentic love of creating what we truly want and need in our life, we will always have love within us that carries us through the growth challenges that often occur in our manifestation process. It is important to keep in mind that often we haven't fully explored our shadow, become aware of, or transform past programming within our unconscious mind. Sometimes our soul gives us the challenges it does specifically so we know where to look within ourselves to gain more clarity, heal, and do the necessary dream-affirmative reprogramming work. Simply blaming your challenge on others only keeps you in the victim archetype, and that makes you very attractive to other victims. Conclusion. I hope you've enjoyed my suggestions for reviewing your past year and planning your new year. There has never been a more important time in history than now to become clear about what you want for yourself, your we relationships, and the all of the world. Each step we take toward being self-sufficient, contributing adults in our life and the lives of others We are inspiring others to do the same and adding more love and wisdom to the world. We are never just working or creating for ourselves, for the self is a necessary illusion that often clouds one's awareness that we are each, each other, and the world. I hope you enjoy your process, and if you would like to join me here at our Rainbow House for our 2023 New Year's Mandala Workshop, you are welcome to visit the workshop website where you can see what is being offered and register here, ch dot com forward slash mandala dash workshop. That's com forward slash mandala dash workshop many blessings for your new year. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Hope you enjoy your process. Personally, I found this process extremely clarifying, gives you honest self-reflection, helps you look at all the key things that are important, the key aspects of our life, the key levels of our life. And in my life, I found having this kind of clarity and structure makes it much easier for me to manifest. And that is ultimately how I built the entire Czech Institute is using this form of process. And it's also how I have navigated year to year and used the challenges of my life as growth opportunities. So I share this with you as a process for which I have not only a lot of experience with myself, but helping too many patients and clients resolve issues in their life to count. So I know the process works. I encourage all of you to give it a try. And I think it's time for us all to create more love, freedom, and beauty in the world now. Lots of love. Thank you to all my sponsors for all your love and support, your amazing products, and your sustainable practices. Thank you to each of you for anything you buy from the sponsors because it supports the podcast and it allows me to take the time necessary to find great guests, do the research, and put solo podcasts like this together for you. Happy New Year. Lots of love. Many blessings. Aho Great Spirit. It is done. It is done. It is done.
1: Thank you for listening to Living 4D with Paul Check. If you enjoyed this episode, we recommend episodes 18, 20, 22, 24, and 26, featuring Paul's Evolve series, where he talks about how to evolve yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and how to evolve your career. Or check out episode 59 with Paul on ancient wisdom and reimagining your health and performance. In episode 151, Paul talks about the people who changed his life. And in episode 164, Paul discusses how to create real health. You can find Paul on Instagram and TikTok at paul.check, on Twitter at paulcheck, or on his YouTube podcast channel, youtube.com forward slash living4dwithpaulcheck. You can also watch more on Paul's blog at paulchecksblog.com or visit the Czech Institute site at czechinstitute.com to find Paul's e-learning courses, advanced training programs, and learn more about the Czech Academy. You can read the show notes and find links to the resources mentioned in this episode at czechinstitute.com forward slash podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and a warm review at the top of the show page on Spotify or at the bottom of the show page if you are listening on Apple Podcasts.